fear tolerated is faith contaminated. It's one thing that will stop your faith from working. What you have to do is speak in line with the word of God. Fear opens a door for you to be oppressed. Fear not occurs at least 365 times in the Bible. As believers, what do we do in the face of fear? How do we boldly stand on God's Word in the face of fear? Today, join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International family on a timely message titled, Fear Not, Only Believe. In this season, we have been learning about faith. So important, a very important subject in the Bible. And happens to be around this time where there is a lot of fear. The message this morning is, Fear Not, only believe. Say with me this morning. Fear not. Fear not. Only, believe. only believe. Say one more time. Fear not. Fear not. Only, believe. only believe. Turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 22. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And begged him earnestly, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed and thronged him. And then the verse talked about the woman with the issue of blood which we stated, stated last week. And go to, the Bible says from verse 35, he picks up again with regards to Jairus. He says, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue, whose synagogue house, who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. And that's where we get the title of the message from this morning. Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Then they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitakumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know her, and he said that something should be given her to eat. Thank God for his word. Glory be to the name of our Lord. He says, and behold, verse 22, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Now, what you have to realize that the ruler of the synagogue, they were the ones that, that he, he they, I mean, they kept, they kept the, the, the place, the sanctuary. He was actually managing the synagogue. So a synagogue is like a church building in our day. And so he was managing everything. And then also, it was helping people as well in the synagogue. 
And so for him to come to Jesus, and the Jews were against Jesus. The leaders of the Jews were against Jesus. Most of them were against Jesus. For him, so, so for him to come to Jesus, it's, he's taking a risk. And they were actually plotting to kill Jesus. So for him to leave that company and come to Jesus and come, and, and, and come it's, it's, it's him, it's, it's, he's taking a big risk from that standpoint. But when you are in trouble, how many of you realize that all the religion doesn't matter? You go to where you get help. So he comes to Jesus and lays at his feet. Very, very important. And when he comes, he says to Jesus, Jesus, my daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on him, on her, and she will be healed. And while he, I mean, Jesus said, that's fine, I, I, I will come. And right then is where the woman with the issue of blood shows up. And she has had her issue for 12 years. And so there's, there's, a, there's a delay there. And I mean, I mean, and the woman starts saying, I've had, I mean, and then uh, you can imagine what's going through Jairus' mind at that point. Is she going to start talking about all that she's been going through for 12 years? Woman, your case is not serious. You are not dying. My daughter is at home at the point of death. And, and in the process of that, someone sent him the news in verse 35. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? First, she was at the point of death. Now she's dead. Don't worry the master any further. You see, so many times in life, there are so many situations that you can get into that can make you get into despair. You feel hopeless. You, feel, you get to the point where you feel, what is going to happen to me? With all that is going on out there, what is going to happen to my family? What is going to happen, happen in, my, in my life? This business, this my children, all, all these things. And sometimes when you are praying, it seems that your prayers, and sometimes if we get to that later, they were laughing at Jesus. Your prayers, well, why, why even pray in this season? Why even pray with all that is going on? Why even go to church? Why even go to Jesus? What use is it? What good is it going to do? When Jesus heard that, he says, as soon as Jesus heard the word, verse 36, that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid only believe. Hold on to your faith. And I thank God Jairus didn't say anything. He just kept quiet. Jesus immediately told him, stop the fear. Because the fear is going, not going to help. Even if I follow you to the house and you entertain the faith, entertain the fear, it's not going to do you any good. Stop the fear right now. All you said in the beginning was come and lay your hand on my child and she will live. Hold on to that. You see, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. I'll say that again. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. It's one thing that will stop your faith from working. You see, you can look at all the bad reports and begin to speak in line with that. You see, but what you have to do is speak in line with the word of God. Turn with me to Psalm 91. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I haven't even opened my notes yet. I like preaching from my spirit sometimes. Psalm 91. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Follow me closely here. Notice this. He says, he who dwells in the secret place 
of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. I will say, remember we were talking, learning about the same part. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. So when you make that declaration from verse 3, God takes over. Jesus takes over and begins as your high priest and begins to declare what he is going to do. You speak under the circumstances, your faith, what you believe God to do and let him take it over. He says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you. The King James says, noise on pestilence. You see, a pestilence stands for a plague, a deadly plague, a deadly disease, something that potentially can kill you. You make your declaration of confidence in God. And let him cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Notice this. What? Because you have said that verse 5 says, You shall not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Hold on to your confession of faith in God. Do not be afraid. Why? Because the fear is going to stop your faith. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lay waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of of the wicked because you have made the lord who is my refuge even the most high your dwelling place no evil shall before you notice this nor shall any plague come near your dwelling and this morning i am speaking this over your life that no plague will come near your dwelling no noisome pestilence will come near your dwelling in the mighty name of Jesus, you will be delivered because you have put your trust in God. In the mighty name of Jesus, that noisome pestilence out there, I come to declare to you by the word of God that it will not come near your dwelling. I said it will not come near your dwelling. I said it will not come near your dwelling. I said it will not come near your dwelling. But the key is you must abide in the shadow of Almighty God. That's the key. And do not be afraid. He's going to keep you. You see, fear opens a door for you to be oppressed. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 54. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Before Isaiah 54, this thing is bubbling in me. Job chapter 3 verse 25 says, notice this. You see, what you fear, once you fear, you open a door to the enemy. Job chapter 3 verse 25. He says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. The thing that he feared has come upon him. 
You see, once you see the same way faith activates the power of God, fear activates the power of the enemy. So he's saying that the very thing that I feared is what has come upon me. By doing that, he opened a door for the enemy to get to him. So do not entertain any fear. You see, that's how the, the devil is the most fearful being in the universe. And that is how he operates. You've been listening to Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International. At Word Mission Church International, kids' ministry is thriving. You can plug in to serve our community or even go on mission trips with the church. We are a Bible-believing church with prayer at the heart of all we do. We hold a weekly prayer meeting Wednesday at 6 p.m. and have services on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80915. Call us at 719-235-5535 with any questions or simply let us know this message has been a blessing. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to learn more. Notice what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise said in the same, that through death he might destroy him. Notice this. Who had the power of death, that is the devil. And release those who, notice this, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He might destroy him. Another translation says he might paralyze him. But that is how he operates. He uses the fear of death. He has the power of death. He says he uses the fear of death to keep people in bondage. Do you see that? Release them. You see, the fear of death is the master of all fear. If you fear and believe that you will get the virus, what you actually fear is that you will get the virus and then you will die. If you, if you fear that you will not have any money, really what you fear is if you don't have any money, then you won't be able to get any food to eat. And if I don't have any food to eat, I'll hunger and ultimately I'll die. So he uses the fear of death to keep you in bondage. Very, very important to, 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 to realize that. If you fear the cockroach or whatever you see, Pastor Paul was talking about the mice, you fear that the mice will attack you and when it attacks you, you get an infection and then you will die. It, it, it just cascades in that direction. So through the fear of death, it will keep you in bondage, keep you in captivity and keep you that way. So what we must do is notice Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13. He says, in righteousness, you shall be established and you shall be far from oppression. You shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. He says that in righteousness, you shall be established. And notice, he says, you shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear. So the fear connects you to the oppression of the enemy. It's the same thing he's saying in Hebrews chapter 2. Fear opens the door to the enemy. It opens a door for the oppression. But in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, because you will not fear that, hey, my Lord and my God, may oppression be far from you and your family. 
I said, may the oppression of the enemy be far from you. You see, sickness is, 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 is satanic oppression. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the enemy because God was with him. And so my prayer for you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus as you refuse to walk in fear may oppression be far away from you. I said may oppression be far away from you. May the oppression of the virus be far away from you. In the name of Jesus Christ. He had the power of death. The Bible talks about the fact about describing the devil. He talks about describing him as he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It's not a lion. It's like a roaring lion. Even if he was a lion, someone said that he should have grown old by now. <laughs> and it is said that of all lions, when they grow old, they lose their ability to, 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 to pounce on their prey. So what they'll what, what they do is, as they are going, they'll make a loud sound. They'll make a loud roar to put fear in the other animal. And then as they do that, then they can take advantage of the situation. So when he's going around roaring like a lion, you respond and they say in the mighty name of Jesus, I serve the living God. He dwells, he indwells me. I refuse to partake in all that is going on. Ah, the greater one lives in me. He indwells me. I am a child of the most high God. Ah, under his wing, have ah, I put myself in his protection. And so no plague will come near my dwelling. I said no plague will come near your dwelling. And he says indeed they shall surely assemble Isaiah 54 verse 15 but not because of me whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Hallelujah. Oh do not do not be afraid because in this season and in these times God will make a difference between the people that serve him and the people that don't. Notice again, let's go back to Malachi chapter 3. Read this earlier on, but let's read it again. He says, then Malachi 3.16, Then those who fear the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and those who meditate on his name. 17, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On that day I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then shall you again descend between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one and one who does not serve him. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, like it is right now in the earth. The earth is burning. There's confusion all around. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. Oh, but I like verse 2. But to you, oh my Lord and my God, to you who fear my name, 
The son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall grow, go out and grow fat like stall-fed cows. He says unto you, even as the earth burns like an oven, I am going to make a distinction between the people that serve me and the people that don't. And, he, and, he's, and, he, and he's saying, Oh, unto you who fear my name. That is the key. You fear and reverence the name of God. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You have a relationship with God. He said, oh, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. Those people will not be hopeless people. Those people will not be destitute people because why? They have God on their side because God is for them. He will make a distinction between those that serve him and those that do not. And so in the mighty name of Jesus, I've come to announce to you by the word of God, no matter what is going on out there, I can assure you by God's word, uh, as you serve faithfully, as you serve God faithfully, oh, between the one that serves him, between the one that has yielded their lives to God, between the ones that are in his sanctuary, between the ones that are under his feathers, oh, I will make a distinction. I will make a clear difference. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, may there be a difference. May you be exempt. May God, oh, make a difference in your life. That's exactly what happened in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh kept resisting the children of Israel. Here in Malachi, it says, And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stumbled, and the day which is coming shall burn them up. You see, he kept resisting the children of Israel, their deliverance from the land of Egypt. So God said, I'm going to make a difference here. Notice what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 8, verse 22. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Exodus chapter 8 verse 22 he says and in that day I was set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell that no swarms of flies shall be there in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. There were swarms of flies all over the land of, of, of Egypt. But in the land of Goshen. I like it. That's the land you want to be in, in these days and times. Be in the land of, the, of, of God. In the land of Goshen, there shall be no flies. Exodus chapter 9, verse 4. Exodus chapter 9, verse 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. He will make a difference. You see, cattle stood for their business. That, that, is, that, that their livestock. That is what they, their, they, their livelihood depends on. The businesses of those that do not believe may be going down. But for those that believe, it will, it will be on the, uh, on the up. <laughs> Hallelujah. That will make a difference between. The livestock of the children of Israel, so nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. And this morning I'm declaring to you, nobody shall die in your house in the name of Jesus. I said no one will die in your house in the name of Jesus. I said no one will die in your house in the name of Jesus. Exodus chapter 9 verse 25 says, And the hills struck throughout the whole land of Egypt 
all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hill struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. We trust this message ignited your faith and empowered you to believe in the God who is unfailing. For more faith messages, visit our website, www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org and grow your faith. It'll be our joy to stand in faith and agree with you in prayer. We've seen the Father restore families, heal cancer, make the barren fruitful, provide financially, and we know God is faithful and He can do that for you as well. Text us at 719-235-5535 and we'll be glad to bless you with a new Bible if you need one. We look forward to meeting you in person. We're conveniently located right here in Colorado Springs. At Word Mission Church International, our heart's desire is to spread God's love on every media possible. To partner with us to spread God's word, simply text GIVE to 719-235-5911. Stay connected all week by liking us on Facebook and connect with our live streaming. May your week be fruitful and victorious in Jesus' name. Word Mission Church International. Bible-rich sermons. Authentic fellowship.